Welcome to Life Club. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Nate Jensen. Nate, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. It's early, but I'm ready. <laughs> let's, let's go. Nate is a certified management accountant, He's certified in strategy and competitive analysis. He has his master's in forensic accounting. He's built and sold three bookkeeping and CFO companies and helped over 50 plus companies gain insight into profitability. Nate, excited to have you on. Thank you for getting up early. Tell us a little you about your person. <laughs> Tell us about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. All right. Thank you. I'm, uh, well, let's get right into it. I'm, I'm 45 years old. I'm married. I've got four kids. Three of those kids are adults now as of, well, as of a couple months ago. In fact, my, my third just graduated high school halfway through the semester. Proud of him. Uh, so I've got one at home. Well, I guess I've got two at home, but one that's a kid at home still. Uh, I, gosh, why do I do what I do? That's kind of a long story, George. I don't want to spend too much time there. I'll let you ask some questions and sort of direct that. But let me just give you a very, very broad overview. I I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur from about the time I was 21 years old. I knew I wanted to own my own business. I just felt there was a lot more freedom there, a lot more leverage there. And I was right, but it's not that way in the beginning, right? It, It obviously takes some time to build a business to the point where it provides those things for you. Uh, I, I spent time doing uh, a few small businesses that did not go so well. I, I've certainly had my, my share of pain and suffering when I uh, started a business, lost a lot of money and, and had to sort of pick myself up from that. Uh, but I have had some more success in recent years uh, in selling some businesses and making you know, making those businesses profitable while I was there. And that's definitely a much funner place to be. Uh, but the reason I do what I do, I, I, I struggled a lot in my, my early adult years, just trying to make money, trying to figure out how to be a grown up, how to take care of my family. And I, I, I made some serious mistakes in those first couple of businesses that to be honest, in fact, my first business, if I had someone like me now helping me and advising me, then there was just a few small decisions that I could have made differently that would have made all the difference in, in that first business. So, uh, ironic, uh, it's ironic that I, I'm in accounting now and I can trace the failure of my first business to some accounting issues that I had. And so I, yeah, I, I like driving profitability and helping people understand their profitability and uh, there's there's value in that, right? There's value in what I bring to the marketplace. So that's that's why I do it. Oh, I appreciate that, and I always appreciate when people are 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 honest with their in their self reflection, but then able to share that. So you know what? I was I had the best of intentions, but there were some simple little things that, well, maybe. Were they simple little things? Are are, are these things obvious? Are, are are they not intuitive? Why do we? Why why did you not do them? Well, some some are intuitive and some are not. Uh, let me give you let me give you two examples, two accounting related examples from that first business. First business was a window cleaning company, very simple startup, right? Not not complicated at all. You've got to understand how to clean a window, and you. The, the business model is basically you go to uh, commercial areas, so strip malls and things like that, and say, hey, would you like a bid on your window cleaning? And they'd say, sure. And we'd say, okay, it's 
you know, this much, you know, it's, if it's small, it could be 15 bucks a time, or it might be, you know, we've, we had jobs in the hundreds of dollars, right? Uh, but not that complicated. Uh, the first problem I ran into, or one of the problems I ran into was I actually hired a bookkeeping company. I wanted to uh, kind of, you know, what I had read, again, this is me very in my early 20s, uh, what I'd read is like, hey, you should offload the stuff that you're not good at so you can focus on what you're good at. Uh, and so I hired a bookkeeping company and they came in and screwed up my accounts receivable. <laughs> and so I, I'm going to give you some numbers. These, again, this was a very, very early time in my life, right? I was, I was making in the 30 grand, 30 to 40 grand a year range with this business. Okay. It was not huge, but at the time, I, again, I was, I was married young. Uh, had probably, I had at least two kids, maybe three kids by this time, even. And every, every dollar counted, right. I had kids in diapers and things like that. It was, it was, I was completely strapped. And my, my AR was not that high. It was maybe five to 10 grand, but if it was 10 grand, that was like a third of my annual income. Right. And so when this bookkeeping company came in and started doing things their way, and the, uh, the AR got completely messed up. I would call people to say, Hey, you owe us, you know, $150, $300. And then be like, no, we paid that already. You guys are, you know, stop calling us. And emotionally it just became too much of a barrier for me to call those companies and say, Hey, you owe me money when they would say, no, we don't. And then I look stupid. I look like I don't know what I'm doing and actually didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, it just became, for me at that, again, at a tender age, it became too much emotionally for me to push through that. Mm. So that's the first example. Uh, the second one, this is the one that's maybe less intuitive besides just keep your AR straight and get paid, right? Uh, there's, there's a simple formula to calculate your break-even. And when I meet with people, in fact, I have, a, I have friends occasionally that will say, hey, Nate, I want to start a business. Or I'm thinking about starting a business. Can we just talk and tell me what you know? The place I always start is what's your break-even number, and because it's amazing how many people how many people go into business and don't even know that. Hey, I need to sell this much every month just to cover my my operating expenses. And if I had had someone again like me at that time to come in and say, Nate, you need to clean this many windows, sell this much, you know, have this much revenue, whatever it is, to just to break even, or hey, if you want to go from three grand a month that you're taking home to five grand a month. Uh, here's what you need to do. Just knowing that number, I think gives an entrepreneur a target. It's like, Hey, this is my target. And if I just push this much more, I can get there. But to me, it was sort of this black hole. I had no idea what that number was. I never really even, I, I didn't even know at that time how to figure out that number. And so with the emotional side of, Hey, my AR, AR is screwed up. Uh, and I'll admit it at the time winter was coming on and I didn't want to go clean windows, sticking my hand in a bucket of water all winter long again. And I was like my third year. Uh, and then I didn't know how far I'd have to push just to get to where I needed to be. It was too much for me. And I just, I just said, you know, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. But if someone had been there and said, Hey, Nate, you're like, you're 90% of the way there. If you can do, you know, this much more business, it, it's going to change your life, right? You're going to have, again, at the time, my numbers were so small to go from say three grand a month to four grand a month would not have taken that much, but how much 
Um, how much of a difference would that have made in my personal life to raise my income by 33%? Uh, so that was, that was painful. Right? I, I didn't know those things. I, I walked away. I lost, uh, don't ask me how, but I, I ended up upside down by about 35 grand on that business uh, by the time I was said and done. And it's, it's funny now because the, the number seems a lot smaller uh, now than it did then. Uh, but I knew at that time, like I believed at that time, I would never recover. I, I, I felt like I've lost so much money. I've, I've put my family in such a bad financial situation. There's no way I can ever get past this. Uh, that pain and that, that mental anguish is, is real. And it's, it's, boy, it's, it's one of the best teachers I've ever had. Uh, obviously I did turn things around and over time I got past that, but to not have had to go through that by just understanding a few simple things, boy, what, what price would I have paid to have avoided, uh, you know, what I had to go through. It's, it's fascinating how it is such a simple tweak of spending a little bit of time to know, here's what my break even is. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you say, you know what, you're, we have the ability, you have the ability to create peace of mind by penciling out, create another $1,000 a month. Here's what it'll take to do it. Yeah. And you might still be, you, you, you might be a window washing magnet today, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If those exist, maybe there's, there's one more thing that I learned from that experience that, that I think is relevant here. I was, I don't know why, again, it was my hubris at, at that young age thinking I'm going to go show the world that I'm smart and I can do this. And I'm going to uh, prove to, to whoever, all my friends or something that I, that I can do this. Right. Uh, I, I was, unwilling to some extent to ask for help. I wanted to prove that I did it. I was the entrepreneur. And what I've learned over the years is that the successful entrepreneurs are not the ones that do it all themselves or that rely on their own knowledge and their own skills. It's those that say, Hey, I'm not good at this thing or this piece of my business. I'm going to hire someone or recruit someone or retain someone who can shore up my weakness in this area. And Again, I didn't have the accounting skills at that time, but if I just said, hey, I'm going to go talk to someone who knows about business and have them tell me what they see. Like, again, I didn't even think at that time what a, uh, what a break-even formula would, you know, I had no concept of even need, needing to know what I needed to do to break even. But some kind of business advisor might have said, hey, here's your numbers. All you've got to do is this. Uh, and just getting that outside help would have made all the difference. I didn't have the knowledge or the skills at that time that I needed but somebody else did. And I just should have gone and you know, been open to find that person. But to a degree, didn't you try? Cause you hired a company to do your, your books. Well, no, see, I hired them because I wanted to, I wanted to get to that point in my business where I was, again, I was looking for that freedom, right? I mentioned that. Uh, so it wasn't, I wasn't looking necessarily for their expertise in like, like from an advisory standpoint, I looked at hiring them just like I had hired window cleaners. I, I'd hire a window cleaner, train them how to clean windows and sent them out so I didn't have to do it. So it wasn't like, hey, somebody come and make my business better or give me some business advice. It was like, hey, just do this so I don't have to do the work. I was I was pushing perhaps a little too, too, a little too much to get to the point where other people were just running everything in my business and I was like sitting on the beach. 
Uh, and that, that sort of hamstringed me in, in trying to move too fast, I think. Got it. Yeah, I think that's certainly an important important distinction. Yeah. So I, I appreciate is it is it maturity it's wisdom to be able to recognize and balance the the left side right side the emotional and 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 the intellectual it's well it's i mean it's experience right um and, and i think wisdom comes with experience part that's, that's a great question george part of it is as i mentioned there was so much pain when i failed my first business and it was, it was months and maybe even the next couple of years, I would wake up at like three in the morning with the thought on my mind that, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much money I've lost. Uh, and, and, you know, what position that puts me in and maybe puts my wife in and my, my kids' future opportunities or whatever, right? It was so emotionally draining. Uh, but having been through it and having, and then I went through a second one, <laughs> right? Uh, where I actually lost a little more than I lost on the first one. Um, but then having on the third one, I actually sold that business for a profit and I made more money than I lost on my first two. Uh, it, it, it changes, right? It's like, you know what? It, it's one thing to read it in a book that says, Hey, failure is temporary. Failure is superficial, but to have, you know, to go through those experiences and then be able to pick it up and, and move forward and, and have some success. Uh, that's that's I think where that emotional strength comes from, to to just again it's one thing to read about it, but to actually have have been through that it, it makes a lot of difference. And then the other thing is uh, between those first two businesses and the next two, I actually I did get some education right. I've, I've got a master's degree in accounting now, forensic accounting actually, uh, a CMA, CSCA. I've actually had other certifications that I've I've let lapse at this point just because they weren't I didn't see the value in keeping them. Uh, but I took some time to gain the knowledge that I was lacking. And, uh, so it's, 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 it's not like, Oh, I changed this one thing and now I'm successful. I, I had to gain that emotional strength. I had to gain that, uh, actual intellectual knowledge that would say, Hey, here's something that I know how to do and it's valuable in the marketplace. And now I can go and, and provide that for people. So it's, yeah, you know, again, when I was young and I thought, Hey, I'm going to go as fast as I can from starting a business to, you know, retirement, right? Like within a year and a half, people are ruining my business. Uh, I, I think that's a great goal maybe to get there, but th there's also th the reality. I think that you need to understand that you're really committing to your business. You're committing to building this thing that, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. <laughs> uh, you can't, you know, th there's very few models that work where you can go out and, Hey, in two weeks, I set up this business and then I'm retired. Yeah. You know, I don't have to run it anymore. Uh, you've got to be willing to put in the time, put in the work, uh, accept that there's going to be setbacks and, you know, be honest about that. Uh, because if they blindside you and you're not emotionally prepared for it, it's, it's so easy to just see the whole thing as the problem. The whole business is the problem. And then you walk away from it. But if you're emotionally prepared for those things, uh, you know, those, those potential setbacks, those potential challenges, you'll recognize them for what they are. It's like, Hey, this is just this one instance that we're having an issue here. I've got to, I've got to figure it out. I can maybe find someone else who has an expertise in this area to figure it out. Uh, and then I move forward. So, uh, it's, 
like I said, I'm 45. I've been, uh, I can't say I've been in business for the last 25 years because I would fail a business. I'd go get a job for a few years. I'd start another one and I, you know, go get a job for a few years. Uh, but I do have a couple decades of experience with that process of saying, uh, I do want to be an entrepreneur. How do I make it work? What do I have to, um, you know, what do I have to get through right now? What I have to learn what I have to know and how do I move forward? There's a lot of really important, powerful stuff there. And again, thank you for sharing it. And this may be maybe a word game to a degree. I wrote down offload versus delegate. And you mentioned right yeah. when you were kind of getting started talking about, I wanted to offload stuff yep. and out of sight, out of mind versus uh -huh. delegate is I have a, a deep understanding of this stuff and I'm going yeah. to find somebody that I know can effectively do it. So I still own it. That doesn't mean I'm doing it. That's, that's a hundred percent correct. I, I knew nothing about bookkeeping or accounting when I started my first business and I wanted to just not have to think about it. And so the result was someone who came in who they didn't understand the, the simple process I had in place. Uh, and they started doing it their way without considering what I'd already been doing. But because I really didn't know very well what I was doing, I couldn't identify when they were doing it differently, when they were doing it uh, uh, wrongly. So, you know, one of the hardest lessons I had to learn in that first business was it really is my business. And it really is, if it, if there's a problem, it really is mine. Right. And so having offloaded it, like you said to them, and then they mess it up. Well, is that their fault or is that my fault? Because I didn't, I didn't manage that transition in the first place. I just said, Hey, yeah, come in and do it. I trust you guys. Just do whatever, do what you need. Uh, you, you definitely have to know it yourself and then delegate it. I think that's a great point, George. I bet it's pretty rare as as you're working with businesses. Rare, if at all, that that approach ever works. I'm just do this. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. It's all going to work out great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. Well, see, even even me, right? So I, I, I the the last company I sold was a bookkeeping controllership CFO company. And I took pride in my work and I, I, I would like to say, yes, we came in when, when someone would say, Hey, take our bookkeeping. We would come in, we have processes, right? We, we would manage it. We were very good. Um, but I've seen a lot of uh, cases where that's, you know, that didn't happen with, with, uh, and it's not just in accounting, but someone would say, Hey, I just don't want to deal with this thing. Somebody else do it. Usually I see it. I see it less so when they're outsourcing it and actually more when they're hiring employee for it. Uh, whether they're just like, I don't know how to do this or I don't want to do this. I'll hire somebody. Uh, in fact, I, I still have a client right now. And when I sold my business, I kept the one <laughs> and they just went through a round of layoffs. And what they're finding is when they lay, they lay uh, people off, the people who pick up their work, have had to, they've been like, oh my gosh, I don't, I can't imagine, I can't understand the mess that I'm walking into. Was nobody managing these people? Was nobody, and that's not the case with everybody that's laid off, I want to be clear. Uh, but there were some that left, and then someone who took over their work was like, did they have no idea what they were doing? They had no clue what was going on. Uh, and so, yeah, you, you've got to, I think you've got to either, if you're a small business, let's say you've got five to 10 employees, right? Uh, 
usually the owner at that level is the one that sort of had to become the expert in everything. And as they bring someone on, they've got to train, they've got to show them how to do it. Uh, when you get bigger, when you're at 40, 50 employees, you have to have those processes in place because the owner can't train every person on their job. Uh, maybe they train the managers and the managers train the people, or maybe there's a very rigid, uh, you know, training in place that, that gets that done, but you can't, yeah, you can't just say, well, I'm just going to hire someone or, or, you know, outsource this and assume that they know what they're doing. It's a very dangerous thing. The first business book that I ever read was the E-Myth. And he's very clear about this, right? You've got to, you've got to have systems in place. He gives, he gives an example of, you know, like I forget what the company was like a shipping company or something. And the owner hires an accountant, I think he was his first employee, and then just has the accountant hire other people. And then one day the boss is walking around the office and and he's seeing everybody doing things wrong. He's like, why are you you know, packaging that this way? Why are you doing this this way? Why are you doing this this way? Well, you didn't train anybody. And that was, that was me in my first business. Even though I read that book before I started my first business, I still did it wrong. Uh, and, but anyway, you, you, yeah, you've got to have those, those processes in place. And really it comes back to what you just said. You've got to delegate, not just kind of blindly offload it to somebody and hope they know what they're doing. Hope is not a strategy, Nate. Oh, it is. It doesn't work, but it is. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that use It's that an ineffective strategy. strategy. <laughs> yes. Well, Nate, yeah. thank you so much for coming on and 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 yeah, and, and, and for sharing your personal experiences. Uh, I think that's so valuable. Where can people learn more about you and, 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 and how can they engage with you now? So here's, let me be clear about what we do now. I don't, uh, I, I, except for that one client, I don't do bookkeeping. I don't do kind of the day-to-day -day accounting stuff generally for my, my clients. Uh, what I do is I help people understand their numbers. Uh, we've got, we've, we use a software product that uh, helps businesses understand exactly where they are financially. Uh, you can pull your P&L out of QuickBooks, but most people, even if they go to that point, they, they don't really know what it tells them to do. And so what we focus on is we take your numbers, we put them in, in charts and graphs and make it very visual that says, uh, here's what you need to do based on what your numbers are telling you. It might be time to hire somebody. It might be time to reduce your staffing. It might be uh, time to look at, well, without a visual on this podcast, it's hard, hard to explain, but I help people understand what their numbers tell them in terms of actions. Your numbers look like this. This means you need to do this. Uh, it's very inexpensive. Uh, with my last business, we, uh, we focused on, uh, on a, like a lot of consulting and we charged quite a bit for, for that piece. And we had a lot of people who needed us, but couldn't afford a fractional CFO, right? Especially, you know, smaller businesses that, that can't do that. So the model that we've set up now that I've set up now, um, is, is very streamlined, very automated, uh, but anyway, to, to connect with me on that, if you're interested in having your numbers uh, in front of you like that, uh, the best way to do it is just through my website. It's zero to CFO.com. And it's all spelled out Z E R O T O C F O.com. Right on the homepage, um, our, my flagship product is the automated data analysis, which is what I've been talking about. So right at the top it says automated data analysis. Book now. You can book a time with me. Uh, we'll talk about what your, uh, 
really what your needs are. Like, is it a good fit to, to have this? Um, some, some businesses, frankly, won't benefit from it. And that typically is like, if you're just starting out and it's you, you're the employee, you're, the, you're everything, uh, it's tougher to gain a lot of value in analyzing your numbers when all the time is wrapped up in yourself. But as soon as you hire that first employee, things, you know, the, the, the complexity just uh, expands exponentially. So uh, that's when I think people start to see value with it. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Nate your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, certainly a friend that is a business owner, and most certainly a friend that is a business owner that has at least one employee, go to zerotocfo.com. It's Z-E-R-O-T-O-C-F-O.com and check out the automated data data analysis tool. And if it's of interest, hit that book now button and schedule some time to talk with Nate and find out if it's a good fit for you or if it is not a good fit for you. Thanks again, Nate. Thank you, George. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.